Thanks for listening to Lighthouse Baptist Church podcast. Lighthouse Baptist Church is an independent, fundamental Baptist church located in Pleasanton, California. This message was preached live in one of our regular church services. If you find this message a help, please feel free to subscribe. You can find out more about us at our website, lbceastbay.com. Now to the message. Well, I don't need to remind you per se the scene. We saw that this morning. Apostle Paul's been arrested, accused of uh, some terrible things, and he's now before the governor Felix and his wife and giving an account for himself. He's answering for himself. We saw this morning the danger of seeking a more convenient season for salvation. Felix, though under great conviction, had no repentance. Though under great conviction, had no follow-through. Under great conviction, as far as we can tell, never was saved. So we saw that this morning. But tonight, we're looking at not as if he was preaching to Felix, but more as he's preaching to the saints, preaching to the church, we as the church. So looking tonight, it's the same outline that he preached, the same three points, but we're looking at it for us tonight as God's people and as the church. Because we as God's people, we the church, it's obvious, and if you're honest, you've admitted to yourself that we have often delayed and put off and said no so we can find a more convenient season to do what God wants us to do. We've always got a reason why it's not the time. We've always got a reason why we can't do it. How many tonight, both either here or watching by live stream or kind of falling off by the way during this pandemic, got their life on hold. Life is racing past, waiting for a more convenient season, waiting more for a governor to change, waiting more for the disease to subside, waiting more. Now, again, I'm not saying if you have health issues or you're apprehensive, you should not go ahead and follow that. That is fine. That's right. But we have to make sure that we're not using that as a reason why we're looking for a more convenient season to do what God has instructed us to do. Many have backslidden and gone back in many directions because they're looking for that convenient season. So we're looking for more convenient. We're looking for a time when there's no persecution. By the way, that's not going to happen. Brother Roy was telling me about some things he heard uh, secondhand today about some of the politicians and about, uh, about preaching the Word of God as a hate crime. Canada did that many years ago already, declared it a hate crime to preach passages of the Bible. And so uh, persecution is going to come. It's not going to get less. It's going to get more. So if you say, well, I'm going to wait for persecution to stop, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm going to wait until there's no cost to follow the Lord. Jesus taught us that's no way to be. We have to take up our cross and follow Him. We must count the cost. And so uh, we say, well, I'm waiting for a more convenient season when there's no cost, when there's no sacrifice, when there's no persecution. But that's not the way it is for Christianity. Somehow we've got the idea in our Christian churches today that it's all just ease, it's all just peaceful, it's all just all right. And I'm glad we can have peace in Jesus Christ. We don't have to be afraid. But there is challenge, there is difficulty, and Jesus is the example. In Philippians 2, the Bible tells us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even to the death of the cross. Jesus gives that example that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be without cost. It's not going to be without sacrifice. Now, praise God, we know it's all worth it. Never think, that. don't let the devil tell you it's not worth it. Don't let the devil tell you that you're losing out. No, we are putting rewards in heaven. We are getting blessings and crowns, and so and we're pleasing and glorifying God. So let's look at the message tonight to the church. Let us understand that this is the convenient season for us. 
Same three points as we saw this morning, except pointed to us as the church. Are you with me tonight? All right, stay with me, and we'll get done as quick as we can. I'll speak quickly. I won't go too deep. You write it down and go home and study it. First of all, we know that it says there in verse 25, it says, And as he reasoned of righteousness. So we find, as we as a church, we listen to the Apostle Paul in his sermon. If he's preaching to the church, and he would and has in many occasions, he reasoned of righteousness. We saw this morning that righteous means just right living. Just doing what is right, doing what is holy, doing what is just, just living what is right way to do. And when we think about that, if we're saved, we're to live righteous. We're to live right. We're to live in every avenue and every area that we can. God's grace teaches us that. In Titus 2.11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation, praise the Lord for that, hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. So we're to live righteous. So as he would reason with us tonight as a church, he would reason with us about righteousness, living right, living pure, living holy, living in obedience to God. Righteousness. Very quickly, I think some areas, we don't have his sermon like we didn't have it this morning, just the three main points. But if I was going to imagine that he was going to teach on that, he would teach us about righteousness in service righteousness in service. So he said, as he would reason about righteousness, living right, doing right, and serving God. By the way, serving God is righteous. That's just what we're supposed to do. That's what it's about. We cannot ignore that. So it's righteousness in service. And you say, preacher, is this the convenient season? Is this the time to do it? The answer is yes. This is the time. Number one, while it is day. When we think about whether it's season to serve him, whether it's a convenient time to serve him, and righteous to serve him while it is day. John 9, 4, Jesus said, And I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Now, I know a lot of you folks like me, you may work into the night with our electricity and our iPads and computers. But the idea is there's coming a time where we just can't work anymore. where We just won't have the wherewithal to do that. So we need righteousness. He's reasoned with us in righteousness about right living, in service, serving Him while it is day, while we can, while we have this window. It is a convenient season. It may be a hard season. It may be a sacrificial season, but it's the right season. It's the good season while it is day. Secondly, righteousness in service while it was day, but also we must also realize it's a convenient season when we serve in righteousness, when we have opportunity. Opportunity. In Ecclesiastes 9.10, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For or because there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. In other words, this is our opportunity while we're alive, while we're here. Yeah, don't let some cult tell you that means there's soul sleep, and once you go to, once you die, uh, there's no knowledge. That's not what he's saying. He's saying when you're in the grave, you can't help anybody anymore. When you're in the grave, you can't serve anybody anymore. There is no opportunities for you to do that. And so it teaches us then, while we have opportunity, while we have our health, while we have a job, while our age isn't too much and too far down the road, we have an opportunity. It's a convenient season. Why? Because it's day. Why? Because we have the opportunity. Galatians 6, 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have, therefore, opportunity, 
Let us do good unto all men, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So as we have the opportunity to do good to people, to give them the gospel, to give them a gospel tract, to pray for them, to encourage them, to come alongside both the saints and the lost, but to try to point them to Jesus Christ and build them up as we heard, that is our opportunity. Boy, let's take the opportunities that we have. We often hear about in the business world about squandering opportunities. We as Christians squander our opportunities. So the Apostle Paul, as he's there speaking and preaching about faith in Christ, he would be speaking to the church about righteousness. As he reasoned, as he put together a thought, as he put together understanding about righteousness in service, while it is day, while it is opportunity. And thirdly, boy, this one gets me every time I think about it. While God is with us. While God is with us. You know, there's no promise God's going to stay with us in service. In Numbers 14, 42, you know the story. The children of Israel came to the edge of the promised land. The spies went in, came out and said, we can't do it. No way we can do it. They're too big for us. Uh, two spies said, yes, we can. Let's go do it. But the people rebelled and said, no. God said to Moses, all right, they're not going to go in. They're not. They're going to die and their kids are going to go in. The people heard that and they repented. They said, oh, we're so sorry. They said, oh, we should have listened. We should have taken the opportunity. We should have gone. It was our convenient season to go in. And so they gathered themselves a group. They gathered themselves a leader. says, we're going to go in now. And here's what Moses' answer was. Go not up, for the Lord is not among you, that you be not smitten before your enemies. He says, no, you had your chance. And God says, no, you're not going to. Well, we'll go now. He says, no, don't go now. God's not with you. So you and I have to understand, as we understand about righteousness in service, we've got to do it while it's day. We've got to do it while it's opportunity. But also while God is with us, what a fearful thing for God to say, I'm not going to go with you. What a fearful thing to say, God says, God says I'm not going to use you. When God says, I'm tired, I'm done with you. When God removes the candlestick as he talks about the church there in Revelation, what a fearful thing. So while God is with us, while God is still bringing conviction, while God is still giving the blessings, while God is still giving us the opportunities, while God is still working, let's make sure that we listen to the reasoning of righteousness, being right, doing right in our service to God. Righteousness in service. Very quickly, number two, righteousness in separation. Righteousness in separation. The Apostle Paul, no doubt, while he was reasoning about righteousness, he would reason about righteousness in separation. By the way, this is the season for separation. It's not always the most convenient, but I guarantee you, if you just look at this world around you, the Christian church, the Christian body has no idea about separation, no idea about living holy, no idea about being different. In fact, their whole goal is to look and act like the world. Yeah, we're to love the world, we're to go after the world, but we're here to change the world, not let the world change us. And so you have to be different to make a difference. And so it is, we talk about this idea of righteousness, right living, the right thing in separation. Second Corinthians 6, 16, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, because of that, Come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. So this is, say, well, I'm waiting for a more convenient season to be separated. I'm looking for a more convenient season to live a life pleasing to God. I'm looking for, a, it's not, this is the convenient season. This is the time that God has placed us. This is the time. You know, I know it's not back in the 1800s where ladies all wore the right thing, where all people were covered up and people kept their clothes on, but it's still the right season for us to live separated. 
Why? Number one, because of our freedom. Because of our freedom. I have freedom to live separated. I have freedom to make a choice to live for God. I have freedom to do so. That's why it says in Romans 6.20, For when you were the servants of sin, in other words, back before you got saved, you were free from righteousness. You've seen people that are free from righteousness. They don't follow righteousness. They don't care what's right. They just know what they want and do what they want. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness, that's righteousness, and the end everlasting life. Because of the freedom I have from sin, because of the freedom God gave me that I'm no longer a slave to sin, I don't have to sin anymore, I don't have to be bound by that, I have freedom to live a separated life, a holy life, a different kind of life. Oh, we must understand that. So he says, he reasoned with them. He said, There's a, to the church tonight, he's asking that we need to live a separated life, righteousness and separation because of our freedom. Number two, no doubt he would solve because of the former things. Because of the former things. In 1 Peter 1, 14, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. He said, before you got saved, you didn't understand what was immoral. You didn't understand what was nasty. You didn't understand what was vile. You didn't understand. He said, you did not understand it. You were ignorant. You didn't have the Holy Spirit. All you had what the flesh told you. All you had was what the world told you according to the former lusts of your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Because of the former things. I like what he said, the former things. In other words, it used to be different for you. Boy, we can remember. Let's live a separated life now because we remember how it was. One of the bus songs that we sing when we run the bus is, I don't do the things, are, I forget, I can't do the tune, but things are different now. They sing, I don't do the things I used to do. I don't do them anymore. Since, since Jesus came to heart, I just don't do those things I used to do. I don't go the places I used to go. I don't wear the things I used to wear. I don't say the things I used to say because those are former things. So as God's people in the church were talking about reasoning with us in righteousness, just living right in separation. Let's go ahead and decide I'm not going to let the world tell me. I'm going to not let the world dictate my fashion. I'm not going to let the world dictate my, my appetites. I'm not going to let the world dictate what's appropriate. I'm going to let God dictate it because of the former things are passed away and old things, all things become new. Righteousness of separation because of the finish. Because of the finish. Second Peter 3.11 Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Now I know you feel like you're dissolving right now. But this is nothing compared to what's going to happen when the fire comes and destroys this whole earth and the heavens. But seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Man, because of the finish. I need to go ahead and righteousness be separated. He reasoned with them. Righteousness, doing right in separation. Why? Because of the finish. Because all these things that we think is so important about how I live and how I dress and make sure the world likes me, make sure I'm part of that. I don't know if they still call it the in crowd. Do they still call it the in crowd? What's the in crowd called now? They're not the groovy crowd? Well, whatever it is. I don't have to worry about being that because I know the end and I know the finish. 
So God says He reasoned with righteousness, righteousness in service, righteousness in separation, and righteousness in stewardship. It is the convenient season. Now's the time to live different. Now's the time to go ahead and dress different. Now's the time to go ahead and speak different. Now's the time to begin in stewardship if you've let it slide. Boy, so many people have let their stewardship slide. He said, I'm reasoning with you. It's a convenient season. In Luke 12, 19, we know the story and the parable Jesus gave. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Wow. Stewardship, being rich toward God. Now's the convenient season because it's soon going to be over. You don't know. All the things you say, well, I'm saving up money for this house. Nothing wrong with saving up money for a house. Nothing wrong with saving up money for a car. Nothing wrong with that. But when we steal from God to do that or the Holy Spirit puts on our mind to give something special to the work of God and we don't because I'm building my own riches, I'm building my own house, then God says you're a fool because you might die tonight. It may be over. Oh, that's why it is a convenient season to obey God in our stewardship, in tithes and offerings and giving. And you've been so faithful to do that. Now is the season. Now is the time. I know the devil will say it's not convenient. God says now is the time. The world would say it's not convenient. God says now is the time. Very quickly, and we will finish briefly. Secondly, he reasoned with righteousness. Secondly, he reasoned of temperance. Temperance, we saw that this morning, means self-control. Self-control over the flesh and carnal and worldly desires. Temperance. Again, the world doesn't understand about temperance. Most Christians don't understand about temperance controlling worldly and carnal desires. But listen, if we're going to keep ourselves safe from sin, if we're going to keep ourselves safe from the, from the wickedness of sin, from adultery and from, uh, from uh, affairs, and all those things in the workplace. Well, if we're going to do that, then we need to make sure that we are reasoned by the Word of God about temperance and self-control. Oh, how many figured out self-control is a hard thing? Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Well, I take it back. There's some things I have no problem with self-control about. I never have to worry about eating too much liver. Never, never. About every five years, I think, I think I'll try some again. And I take one bite and it says, no, no, no. So I don't have to worry about that. But most everything else in the dietary place I have to worry about. Most everything else that's old flesh is in control if we're not careful. So it's a convenient season. He reasoned righteousness. And he's reasoning with God's people tonight of temperance. This self-control over the flesh, carnal, and worldly desires. Let God speak to you tonight. I know it's hot, but listen. Let God speak to you. What is it tonight that he wants you to get control over? What is it in your mind he wants you to get control over? What is it in your flesh he wants you to get control over? Right now the devil and the flesh is running rampant, but you need to go ahead and let be reasoned with of temperance and not say, well, later on, after this week, after this month, after this year. Very quickly, temperance requires a diligence. Preacher, how can I be temperate? How can I control my flesh? How can I do that? It requires a diligence. Second Peter 1 Peter 1.5 And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and temperance patience. So we're to be built. It takes all diligence to add temperance. The word diligence there in the Greek means speed, 
dispatch, eagerness, earnestness, business. Boy, in other words, there's a great desire for speed and dispatch and eagerness and earnestness. Boy, he's desire with all diligence, with all desire, with all hunger, with all hoping to do that. That's what we want the Holy Spirit to do in our lives, to give us that desire so we can be diligent. We have to be on guard. We have to decide what it is. We have to work at it. We have to let that happen. So he reasoned with temperance, self-control. It requires a diligence. Number two, it requires a desire. It requires a desire. The preacher can preach about temperance all he wants to, but until we decide we want that, we'll not have it. Until we decide we want to live for him, we will not do it. Until we decide to have control over the flesh, it will not happen. That's why the Apostle Paul, as he was speaking to Felix about his salvation, he'd be speaking to the church about reasoning with us, trying to help us understand this idea of temperance and control. It requires a desire. 1 Corinthians 9, 25, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate. He's in self-control. You have the Olympic folks. You have the folks in football and baseball. Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate, in self-control in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, that's control of the flesh, lest by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. It's a desire, just like they desire the mastery, so they bring their bodies under control. They want to run a marathon, they don't say, well, the marathon's tomorrow, better start training. No, they've been working at it. They've been giving themselves and dedicating themselves. There's a desire. He reasoned with them. It requires a desire, and it requires a dependence. It requires a dependence. Galatians 5.22. Stay with me. We're going to be temperate. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. Who knows the next word? Temperance. Against such there is no law. We've got to depend upon the Holy Spirit. As he would reason with us tonight about righteousness and about temperance, self-control, control of the flesh, what we watch, what we think, where we go, requires dependence upon the Holy Spirit, not upon self. That's why we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to be listening to the Holy Spirit. So we find the Apostle Paul. It is a convenient time. This is the time we need temperance. This is the time if we're going to live and serve for God, we're going to have to be temperate. So he reasoned with righteousness. He reasoned of temperance, then he reasoned of judgment to come. For the lost person, that judgment to come, as we saw this morning, is hell. But for those that are saved, I'm glad that's already settled. I'm glad that's settled. But there is a judgment to come. This is the convenient season that we need to understand that judgment is coming. The judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat, not for salvation, but for review of our life. He reasoned with them, number one, in light of rewards. In light of rewards. 1 Corinthians 3, If any man's work abide, when it talks about when they're being tried and when they're being tested, if any man's work abide which he is built thereon, he shall receive a sticker. Now, I don't know if it's a sticker, but it's a reward. It's a crown. He says, I'll give a reward if our work abides. Boy, in light of the rewards God wants us, it is a convenient season. You say, preacher, it costs a little bit more. It's a little more difficult. I have to change my schedule. I have to change the way I appear. I have to change the way I look. I have to maybe change my friends. I have to change my society a little bit. Yes, maybe so. But it is the right season. It is the convenient season. It is the time because rewards are being promised. Second John 1.8. 
Look to yourselves that we lose things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Boy, don't lose it. So he reasoned of judgment to come. He said, boy, let's, let's go ahead and be right. Let's go ahead and live our lives because judgment is coming. And in light of the rewards, let's live for him. In light of the rewards, let's give ourselves to him. In light of the rewards, let's follow him. And then lastly, in light of regrets. He reasoned. He said, let me help you understand. Again, to Felix, he was talking about for salvation to, to the church. He said, in light of regrets. 1 Corinthians 3.15. If any man's work be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. I believe that's why God says he'll wipe away tears at the end. At the end. I can't help but believe there'll be some tears as we see our works burned up. We still get saved. We're still saved. We're still going to heaven. But what regrets we will have. It is a convenient season. Well, preacher, as soon as the pandemic, we can't wait for that. As soon as the finances change, can't always wait for that. We have to be willing to obey God. This is the convenient season. Decide tonight, both for righteousness, temperance, and the judgment to come. Wow. That we can get those rewards and cast them at Jesus' feet, saying He's worthy to do them. And as Paul reasoned, righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled. I wish all Christians would tremble. Say, wow, righteousness temperance self-control and the judgment coming instead of just saying yeah i've heard it before and with more convenient season i'll consider it no don't put it off this is a convenient season every head bowed every thanks again for listening to lighthouse baptist church podcast find out more about us at our website lbceastbay.com i hope you can visit again real soon